Welcome everyone. Uh, my name is Shabnam Abgari and I am your host today at Be Infinite, a platform for online transformative learning to realign people with their inner balance and life purpose. We are here today to celebrate our home, planet Earth. Today, more than 190 countries are engaged in celebrating this day and it continues to grow as a worldwide phenomenon. Celebrating Earth Day is a conscious reminder of how precious our planet is and how important it is to protect and nourish it. In this session, our inspiring guests are the change makers who will empower us in various ways to create a more conscious and harmonious global community on a new Earth. Please join me in welcoming Christine Prisland, representing Heartfulness Canada, Ryan Sequeira from Heartfulness Toronto, Amit Vaidya representing Live for Today, Nagar Khorasani from New Earth Estate, Negin Khorasani and I represent Be Infinite. A little bit about the agenda today, after a brief introduction of our guests, the panel discussion starts. Then we do a brief meditation together and to connect in order to connect with earth and as a tribute to our planet after the meditation we will have an interactive session with our audience including a q and a section christine let's start with you please introduce yourself and tell our audience a little bit about your journey that brought you here Uh, Christine, you are muted. Sorry. <laughs> Wonderful. Go ahead, please. Okay, ready to go. Thank you, Shabnam. I'm really happy to join with all of you on this special day to honor our Mother Earth. In normal years, I live in Victoria, BC, on the west coast of Canada, and I also stay several months in India. As a small child, I often had two rather mystical experiences. One was a voice inside that said, I'm not going to mess up this time. And the other was a feeling of being very big and very small, like a large space with a small dot inside. I kept these secret until their significance unfolded. My journey from an idyllic, active and innocent childhood in Western Canada suddenly changed when I was 16. On a dark night, a friend driving the car in front of us had an accident and my friend did not survive. When I learned next morning that he had died, I was immediately overwhelmed with this conviction that though his body may have died, he had not died, something was left. That moment was an awakening into adulthood and triggered a search for meaning for a deeper purpose for my life. After exploring various pathways, I realized that I needed a teacher. And when I was 24, I traveled overland from London to India. I heard about a spiritual master in North India and I visited at his home for 10 days. This was Babaji Ramchandra. There were no formal lectures, no structure to the day and daily meditation sessions varied. Babaji's presence was so natural and soft 
and his words always spoke to the higher self that he perceived in us. I felt elevated to a different plane of existence, a place of no time, no space. For the first time in my life, I felt fully accepted for who I was, and my heart gradually opened. One day I had the idea to ask him if someone could take me to the town to buy a sari, but I didn't say anything. The next day he came to me with five saris over his arm for me to choose. Time stopped and I was totally unable to speak. That was the moment I felt my heart became his and his was mine. And thus began the rest of my life of heart-centered meditation and service, learning, growing, diving deeper, introducing and supporting seekers, editing mission books and magazines, and focusing on touching hearts. My road goes ever on and on. Thank you so much, Christine, for um, sharing your fascinating journey with us and our audience. Ryan, please take us through your journey. Sure, thanks, Ratna. So my name is Ryan Sequera. I was born and raised in Toronto, Canada, in a small townhouse with my parents and three siblings. And I remember as a quiet and shy little kid, I used to like playing with bugs and trying to catch different bugs and seeing what they would do under different conditions. Sometimes not ideal for the bugs. But then as a teenager, I've moved away from nature. I started becoming interested in health and nutrition though, and working out. And then by the time I was in my 20s, I was going to the gym a lot and taking protein shakes and learning more about what foods to eat. But I started to see the connection between our food, our health and the planet and how our diet was affecting the earth. And at the same time, I had been looking for more meaning in life. Like why are humans even here on earth and who created us? And that led me to heartfulness in my late 20s. And then my mind and heart started opening up in new ways. The creation story of the earth and humans became so much more fascinating to me. And I really changed how I felt and thought of animals, insects, plants, people, and the earth as a whole. And I, I realized that everything is vibration and how even touching the earth or grounding can help us in healing. And I started appreciating being outdoors and amongst everything mother nature gives us. And now I've started to return to my childhood interest in bugs again, but this time seeing them from a different perspective. Now I'm learning about permaculture and how the fallen leaves create homes for insects over the winter, and the insects are food for the birds, and the leaves return to the soil and become food for microorganisms and for new life. So everything in nature seems to be connected and has a purpose. So I've been on this continuous journey but it all seems to come back to our true nature, our connection to earth and each other and finding our purpose in life and returning to our source and our home where the heart is. What a wonderful inspiration, Ryan. Thank you so much for sharing. And now we are ready to hear from you, Nagar. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Hi everyone and thank you Shabnam for having me here. I apologize in advance for my internet speed that may cause the visual transfer freezing at, at, at times. My professional background is in IT field. 
I'm the founder of New Earth Estate, which is a year-round retreat and event center in the heart of Gray County. And we conduct soulful programs and events throughout the year here. I'm interested in nature, natural way of life, and alternative healing methods, which I practice too. Since childhood, nature, plants, insects, animals, and natural healing remedies fascinated me. I enjoyed living a simple old fashioned life, taking care of some domestic animals that we had. Um, you know, enjoyed this living um, with them and uh, dogs and chickens while making friends with other creatures we could come across in our environment and growing food from our backyard, making things out of uh, wood or clay and spending all day outside or in the little cabin my twin sister and I had. In our imagination, we came from a Native American tribe and we had some ceremonies. We made simplified teepees for our play and brewed some herbal medicine on fire, which we called magical dream to connect with the spirit world. Aside from the childhood role playing based on what I learned about indigenous culture, I developed a deep respect for Native Americans who lived for thousands of years in this part of the planet without damaging the ecosystem. In addition, I think years of meditation have brought me full, full circle back to the simplicity of my childhood dream. So in 2016, I made a move. I stopped my professional career as an IT specialist, sold my city home in Toronto and moved to this rural rural property close to the village of Markdale in Ontario in order to create New Earth Estate. Wow, thank you, Nagar. I guess many of our audience would relate to your magical childhood memories. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Amit, please introduce yourself and tell our audience a bit about your journey that brought you here. Sure. Uh, my name is Amit Vaidya. Uh, I'm based in Vipan Island in Kerala in India these days. I've been given a lot of names over the years, but probably the one that means the most to me is Empowerer. To me, everything that I've experienced up until this point in my journey has been about understanding the relationship we have between our mind, our body, and our soul. How I got here, I was born in the US, but I was lucky enough to grow up around the world. My life was privileged. I absorbed everything I saw in different cultures by their traditions, food, or even in the sciences. Uh, and I went from gaining my graduate degree studying economics and media, working in Wall Street and in Hollywood, to then become a cancer patient in my mid to late 20s. For me, the, the gift of cancer allowed me to better understand the power we have to use all three in tandem towards a long lasting healing. The key component to, to bridge these worlds together was nature. The farther away from my known life that I got, the closer I actually got to myself. For me, the power to empower comes from nature. And if we allow ourselves for it to become our nature, we too can become a part of the greater world. I've been lucky enough to be given a second life and I've spent many years now running my NGO Healing Vaidya Foundation where we empower patients to be in charge of their lives. Personally, I go around championing a food as medicine lifestyle as a way of life because it's important self-care towards our own fulfillment. It's important we celebrate Earth Day to remember that our lives are not just islands. 
We contribute to the world we live in and our actions impact the way everyone else in the world lives. We may be nothing more than a small footprint, but it matters because we matter. I chronicle this through my writings. Um, I, I talk about Mother Earth in my articles, as well as in books such as my memoir, Holy Cancer, How a Cow Saved My Life, uh, which I'll talk about a little bit more later on. My life is guided now almost exclusively by my heart today, which is forever connected to nature. So I wish all of you guys a happy Earth Day. Thank you so much, uh, Amit, for bringing this fascinating perspective to our uh, discussion today. Um, now we are ready to hear your life journey again. Thank you, Shabnam. I'm so glad to be here with all of you today. Many of my lifestyle choices I have made, including my vegan diet, is a result of trying to be the change that I wish to see about our relationship with nature, animals, and each other. Since adolescence, my never-ending inquiry on the essence of life, universe, and our being led me to delve into different areas of human knowledge, such as physics, philosophy, mythology, stories of our origins, and exploring different traditions, including heartfulness. However, heartfulness stayed with me, and in 2010, I was trained and certified as a heartfulness trainer. Working with people in their journey of inner transformation brought me closer to understanding what are the main reasons that are taking us out of balance and causing our ways that are disruptive to the well-being of ourselves and our environment. There came a point that I thought in an overpopulated world with overbuilt urban areas, Building more buildings is not really the most vital action I need to do at this point, as I graduated and worked as an architect for many years. I felt I can contribute more effectively to the betterment of our world through education and expanding the collective consciousness, because I have observed that actual change happens as a result of evolution of consciousness and awareness of the interconnectedness of the web of life. Right now, I'm continuing my studies in psychology toward a doctorate. And when I met Shabdam in 2019, upon sharing our interests and aspiration, we discovered much common ground on which we founded Be Infinite, where I spend most of my time and energy now. Thank you so how much. You're welcome. Thank you. And how about you, Shabnam? Please, you share a little bit about your journey, too, for our audience. Sure, with pleasure. I remember since early on, I had a great curiosity for the meaning of life and consciousness as a whole. And throughout my journey, this curiosity inspired me to study the works of many great minds and amazing influencers with a focus on the story of our origins and also the mind-body-soul connection. I was always fascinated by the role of consciousness in the way we experience our lives and healing. These teachings uh, empowered me and gave me the hope to create a better version of myself. And I began to understand um, that I am not a victim of my genes and I can change myself in order to break free from the web of limitations that I had managed to weave around all the different aspects of me and my life at the time. Uh, one of the major turning points in my life was when I pursued Reiki healing and started uh, practicing distance healing. 
I started applying my learnings to my own life and through improving my lifestyle and practicing a combination of healing modalities, 11 chronic and inflammatory health conditions were healed in me. It was the first time in Sweden uh, that uh, I came across the topic of waste recycling and reducing uh, carbon footprint. Uh, and since then, I have been working consciously on a daily basis uh, to reduce my carbon footprint. And over the years, I have managed to remove numerous uh, environmental toxicants. And today I can more make more conscious uh, food choices. Uh, I also realized that one indirect um, aspect of making all of these changes is supporting local businesses, uh, which makes uh, local communities thrive and also helps uh, ecological integrity and sustainability. So we meet our own needs without compromising the ability of um, future generations to meet their needs. As a transformational coach today, I empower people to take steps uh, beyond their comfort zone to realize their true potential. I truly believe we can co-create our ultimate reality together as we are one consciousness. Thank, thank you for allowing me to share my background. Now uh, we are ready to move on to our second question for our panelists. Our audience would love to know more about New Earth Estate and its mission. Nagar, can you please shed some light on that? Sure. Uh, New Earth Estate is a place and a community for everyone to come and experience a simple life, away from complication, rebound with the soil, sun, and forests, to learn and practice kindness to all beings, living a respectful uh, way of life toward the planet reuse, recycle, and to not be wasteful. Really, we can consume what we produce, not more than that. Live as a part of nature, mindful of what we do, what we eat, what we think, and what we give back. This is a retreat center for any practices that can help people to get rid of their entanglement with complication. Bring the focus from the noisy mind to the tranquility of our inner, inner bliss, connected to all there is, to be present to the guidance and messages which shows our next step in our path, reset and relearn the simple pleasure of meaningful life without disturbing the peace on the planet. Thank you so much, Nagar, for helping us to better understand your mission. Um, uh, and Amit, we are ready to hear about your aspirations as uh, at Live for Today. Sure. Um, a little background about Live for Today. It was actually a phrase that my mom uttered towards the end of her life. She was dying from an aggressive brain tumor. Uh, this was just sandwiched between when I first was diagnosed with cancer and then after uh, after she passed my cancer had returned and metastasized. During that time frame, her speech declined and there was a beauty in the select words that were remaining in her vocabulary that she could express herself with. And live for today were these words that she just, anyone would ask, how is she doing? What was her message to, to, to them? She would say, live for today. That mantra has guided me 
through my life from that moment onwards. And I've tried not to just talk the talk, but also walk the walk in terms of sharing the good, the bad and the ugly with the world so as to inspire that there's nothing to fear in life. You know, ultimately when the fear is gone, then you're able to live and able to live freely and understand our purpose. We have to be in charge and in the driver's seat, as I say, in our, of our own lives, because it's important to understand how much power we actually have when it comes to our own health, physical and mental. For me, the best way to do this is through sharing knowledge. And that's what I try to do is that through sharing knowledge, my experiences, and also showcasing people, places, theories, and missions, we can better understand not only ourselves, but understand why happiness needs to be the constant. Really appreciate your inspiring mission, Amit, and thank you for sharing. Um, dear Christine, please shed some light on Heartfulness Mission. Thanks, Shabnam. Our Heartfulness Guide recently spoke about what is at the core of the main paths in the world. He said, Jesus is all about love. Buddhism is all about compassion. Islam is all about brotherhood. And heartfulness is all about unity, connecting to the rhythms of the earth and going deeper into our own authentic higher selves, into deeper levels of consciousness. It's all about opening our hearts. In practicing meditation on the heart, we absorb and gradually become that state of oneness. And we feel connected with our environment. Because we focus on the heart, empathy and connection to our higher self, aided by transmission of pure love from the source, in a very natural way, we come so much closer to the goal of unity. One outcome of an open heart is feeling our attention shift from treating the earth as a commodity, a resource, to feeling it as our mother and working on how we can contribute to healing our dear mother earth. And in that regard at, at the Heartfulness Headquarters Ashram near Hyderabad called Kanha Shantibanam, the forest of peace, a new community is being created based on these self-sustaining principles, healing and revitalizing more than 1200 hectares of barren land. And Ryan will be telling us more about this later. Thanks. Wonderfully said, Christine. Um, thank you so much. Uh, I know you also had an announcement for our audience. Um, oh. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry, I have to leave the program sometime before the end. I have to catch a ferry to Vancouver. I'm picking up a new kitten. Well, <laughs> the kitten's new to me. I'll have a little bit of company in my house. <laughs> so. That's a wonderful initiative on the on the Earth Day. <laughs> That's right, exactly. All my the Earth best Day. with that. Yeah, thank you. Um, for your... You're most welcome. It's my pleasure. Thank you, dear Christine. And again, we are all ears to hear uh, to hear more about the Infinite's uh, mission and goals. Sure. Thank you. So we envision a world where everyone lives in balance and harmony, in alignment with their true potential. The reality is when we are in a state of chaos, our resources are consumed by constant struggle for survival. It is in balance and peace that we thrive and the consciousness goes to the next level. 
our role at Be Infinite is to inspire people to get in touch with the wisdom of their heart and empower them to actualize their highest potential. Through realigning everyone with their inner balance, they come to a state of harmony within and without. As a result, their ways will be supportive of nature and environment. Amazing, amazing, thank you. Now we are ready to move on to our uh, third question. So Amit, based on your vast experience at uh, Live for Today, what are some of the ways that you contribute to the health of our planet? Um, so Shabnam, I think the first way we can contribute to the health of our planet is understanding how integral actually our relationship with the planet really is. You know, we can't just take what's there for granted, the sun, the sky, water, the trees, birds. Part of my healing uh, for my cancer came not, and, and when I say cancer, I don't mean just the, the physical scientific cancer. I also mean the cancer that was poisoning my mind, uh, which was equally at play, not only during that, but I would say even prior to my scientific diagnosis of cancer. Um, was I changed the dynamic that I had with the environment. Rather than just taking and expecting and just assuming that it was gonna be there, my treatment wasn't a one-way street. It, it, I had to care for the plants, the soil, the animals, the nature of my environment. I had to care for it in order for it to care for me. There, it wasn't expectation driven. It was more about this respected, I, I would say we, we have this, communal respect for the world that we inhabited together. When I understood that I was breathing the same air that the plants were, that the cows were in my community, I understood that that's why we were all in sync. And that's why the milk that the cow was giving me was going to suit me, even if I was lactose intolerant, because I was there caring for these desi cows, uh, the indigenous Indian cows. And, and so what it created was this sort of perfect harmonial balance, which actually is something that they're, they're, that we're seeing happening in Kana that Christine was talking about. There's, there's a beauty when you can see yourself fitting in perfectly into that circle that nature has provided for us, where everyone has a part to play in it. And uh, we fit into it when we understand that it's not just about taking, consuming and commoditizing it, but rather embracing it and making it a part of our just existence. It's just a part of our life. Uh, when I understood that and when I saw the power of that dynamic come to play, it really sort of transformed me into understanding that the best way that I can contribute to the health of the planet is by being as open and honest as possible as the trees were, as the cows were, as the soil was, as the sun was. Um, so I think for me, that's, that's the most important thing. We can't just package anything and everything that's good for us without failing to realize that nature works when we work with it rather than we trying to control it. Very well said, Amit, and this is really fascinating and impactful. Thank you for sharing uh, your uh, journey with us. So, dear Nagar, please share some of your efforts at New Earth Estate with our audience. Um, sure. Uh, we are learning from native Canadian culture to simply live in tune with nature. 
as a part of it, not as a consumer who found something free of charge. Everything they did was based on long-term respectful coexistence among themselves and all other beings. They never exceeded necessity of views since their steps were measured by need, not greed. Their purpose was to expand to all aspects of being intuitive, alert, and observant to all messages coming from nature, focused on higher realms, not just physical indulgence or material profit. Their vast knowledge of how to grow certain combination of plants uh, on a single plot of land so as to not drain the soil of its nutrition is amazing. They did not move even a piece of rock from its place to relocate it to their front yard, let's say for landscaping purpose. Everything in nature was exactly where it belonged. When we change our perspective, we will be more considerate about what we take and what we leave. I believe in this saying, be kind whenever possible. It is always possible. Enjoy everything, respect everything, and leave no trace. Thank you so much for all that you did to make such a positive impact, uh, Nagar. Um, You're welcome. And Nagin, uh, tell our audience more about how we contribute to the health of our planet at the infinite. Sure, and uh, I also want to acknowledge that it ties back to what Amit was sharing uh, about the toxicity on the mind sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, we recognize that most of the disharmony in our lives and environment are the direct or indirect result of lack of attention to our true nature and our deepest longings. When we talk about pollution, most of us think of air, water, and soil, we don't usually think of thoughts and emotions creating pollution. Thoughts and emotions are forms of energy and carry a certain vibration. Out of balance negative thoughts lead to low vibrational emotions such as sadness, anger, worry, guilt, or shame. This affects our being and ultimately manifest in the form of disease in our physical body. They also affect our environment. Mm -hmm. To educate people about this subject, we have designed various one-on-one -on -one and group transformational health and personal development classes at Be Infinite. To provide these services, we collaborate with the global network of holistic lifestyle practitioners, educators, and coaches in different modalities. In the process of supporting our clients in achieving their holistic health goals, we address various aspects, such as uncovering their struggles, deepest longings, innate gifts, and the most valuable service they can offer to the world, which ultimately make them come alive and experience more positive emotions and feelings. Truth be told, in a state of joy, there is more space for kindness, compassion, and care for ourselves, others, and our environment. Thank you, Nagin, for sharing all the exciting things we do at Be Infinite to bring about positive changes to the world. And uh, now, Royan, uh, we are ready to hear about heartfulness efforts to make Earth a better habitat for everyone. Sure, thanks, Shabnam. So the Heartfulness Headquarters um, near Hyderabad, Kana, is a perfect example of how heartfulness contributes to the health of our planet. From saving trees that were going to be cut for road widening, 
to planting hundreds of thousands of new trees and plants, including medicinal and endangered species. It's an environmental initiative and a conservation site that uses solar power, rainwater harvesting, organic composting, waste management with zero power consumption, and new water conservation methods in one of the worst hit drought areas of India, turning a desert into an oasis. And it's been awarded the highest or platinum green campus award by the Indian Green Building Council. So I, I think we have a video that we can share just to show everyone. Yes, whenever you're ready. Should I share it now? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, allow me to share my screen. And here we go. Ryan, are you done with all the explanation? Or yeah, yeah, thanks a lot, Jeff. Perfect. Thank you so much for this inspiring video and uh, your explanations. Um, we are now ready to move on to the next part of our session, which is the meditation. And uh, this guided meditation is infused with pranahuti or yogic transmission, and will take approximately fifteen minutes. So let us prepare for that.
close your eyes very softly and very gently. Let's connect to the energy of Mother Earth. Feel this beautiful healing energy that is entering your feet and moves up into your ankles and shins. As it passes every part of your body, it brings warmth, relaxation, and healing to each part. It passes through your shins and calf muscles into your knees, relaxing the lower legs. Feel this healing energy moving further up your legs, into your thighs and then into your buttocks and hips. It relaxes all these parts. This energy moves into your abdomen and waist. All these parts are getting relaxed. It moves into your tailbone and up to your lower back. Release any tension you may be holding in your lower back. This energy moves upward along the spinal cord and as it passes it relaxes all the muscles and nourishes all the cells. Moving on to the upper back. The entire back is now completely relaxed. Now relax your chest. Take a deep breath and let go. Relax your shoulders. Let go of the weight of the world on your shoulders. Feel your shoulders simply melting away. The healing energy moves to your upper arms, relaxing them. Passing through your elbows, relaxing each and every muscle in your forearms, your wrists, your hands. This energy saturates the palms of your hands, 
and oozes out through your fingertips, taking away all the tension and complexities outside of your system. Your arms are now completely relaxed. Now relax your neck muscles. Release any tightness in the neck. Move your awareness up to your face. Relax your jaw and let it drop. Relax your mouth and lips, your nose and cheeks, ears, earlobes, temples, your eyes very softly closed eyebrows, forehead, all facial muscles completely relaxed all the way to the top of your head. Now move your attention into your mind, feeling deeply relaxed inside. Breathing calmly and deeply. Allow your mind to relax. Now move your attention to your heart. Rest here in your heart for a little while. Remain still and quiet in the space of awareness you have within. Your heart, this beautiful, sacred space within is where the energy from Mother Earth merges with the energy descending from the celestial wall. Feel your connection with the Mother Earth and with the Source. Rest in this vision that all hearts are being filled with love. And so it is. And as you immerse yourself and the entire world in this vibration of love, of oneness, of joy, imagine our planet, minerals, plants, insects, 
animals and human beings living connected in happiness and harmony. We are all recognizing our oneness and helping one another living gently in peace, kindness, and reverence. See how blue water bodies on our planet are all purified and flowing vibrantly and glowing under the sunlight. See the green lush forests and meadows embracing all the plants and trees, insects and animals rejuvenating and dancing in the wind. See the majestic mountains standing strong and witnessing this glorious harmony. Notice the crisp and fresh air that is flowing smoothly and effortlessly into your lungs. Give energy to this image and feel love and oneness in all hearts, peace, unity and harmony on earth. Rest in a state of oneness with all beings. Let this soothing, healing energy of unity vibrate throughout your body and your whole being. And expand beyond your body to your entire room, your home, your neighborhood, your town or city, your country, and our earth.
with your eyes closed. Notice how you feel deep within. And bring your awareness to your body as you slowly emerge from this meditation. And once you feel complete, very gently open your eyes. Welcome back everyone. We take a few moments to slowly come back to our third dimensional awareness. off by asking a question from our audience. Um, please feel free to uh, write down the answer either in your journals or feel free to type it uh, in the comments section uh, of this uh, live broadcast. So tell us what is one thing you can do to contribute to the health of our planet today? I am going to monitor some of your responses and read them out loud for our audience. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for your comments. And also, um, this is the time uh, for the Q&A. You can start asking your questions uh, from our panelists. I received the first question from Brenda. And this is for Amit. Amit, please elaborate on how you work with uh, empowering patients. So it's um, the, the, the best way I can explain it is that um, I, it starts with, um, I used to do one-on-one -on -one, um, consulting with, with patients. I don't do that anymore because what I found was that I was doing a lot of uh, repetitive work, and not to say that each case, uh, each individual should not have uh, 
doesn't hold merit. But what I found was that there were a lot of things that echoed throughout what I was uh, working when I was working with individual patients. And so I found for me, uh, the best way to, to go ahead and do that was through, um, I, I usually do talks, I'll, I'll go and, and do presentations um, at specific you know, whether it's with a patient group or with whether it's with um, a group of students at a college, university, whatnot. Uh, for me, the, the, the key thing is always making sure that people are able to express themselves and find a way, find the right path towards getting the access that they need in order to ask the questions that they need in order to actually get the answers. Because sometimes the questions are more challenging than actually the answers. Um, and a lot of times we find the answers when we only after we ask the question. And a lot of times we're so sort of stuck in our heads as far as uh, how, how to do that. Um, so I, I don't do this in a commercial space. Uh, I do this more as sort of my way of giving back after everything that I've gone through. So for me, it's, uh, it's through my writing, which is the core. And then beyond that, it's giving talks, doing presentations, um, working with individuals. Uh, I, I try to be as available as possible through social media as well to have that interaction and that dynamic because I don't want there to be any level of hierarchy when it comes to relationships. So I don't want to become the, the, the master or the leader or the, the coach, so to speak. I just wanna be the person who can help you sort of navigate. So I, I, I always like, that's why I use the word empower is, you know, reflect upon me what you wanna go through and then let's get you to where you need to go next. So, sorry, that's a very long ended, but it's, that's the, the best way to explain it. Thank you so much, Amit. Uh, we have a question for Nagar. What is the name of the retreat center and where is it located again? Sure. Uh, the name is New Earth Estate and it is seven minutes west of Markdale. It's the village of Markdale in Ontario. Thank you, Nagar. And uh, in the meantime, we got some comments about the question that we are displaying on the screen. Um, we received one comment that says, I would do visualization of the new earth um, from today. The other comment is, sorry, I have to go back and find it. Uh, eating a vegan diet would help me to contribute to the health of the planet. Thank you so much uh, for your comments. Um, the, there is another question. Um, just let me navigate through. Um, especially during these tough times, I feel like I am struggling about the basics of life and I feel stuck in a restricting situation. I find it difficult to even think about environmentally conscious choices. What is your advice for someone like me? Megan, do you want to comment on that? Yeah, if we realize that what we experience outside is basically a reflection of our experience inside, we understand that the, the way to fix things that is not favorable outside mm -hmm. is going inside and try to bring the balance and harmony that we are emphasizing so much at Be Infinite on it. 
um, and bringing ourselves in, into a state of our balance, our connection with our heart and uh, coming full in our full potential in connection with who we are truly, then step-by-step step, things start appearing uh, how it should basically be and the, the steps that we should take outside. So I, I, I think it's always good to go back inside and find our balance within. And I understand that when, we when there is too much struggle, it's as I mentioned earlier in one of the questions that Chapnam was asking, we are in constant sur survival mode and that doesn't help us. So we have to bring ourselves to a state of calm, even through stress reduction techniques, we can momentarily bring ourselves out of that survival mode mm -hmm. and become calm to be able to find the steps that are necessary for us to take. And then in that state of balance, other things that are related to our environment um, are showing themselves to us how we should act, you know, in relation to other other areas of our lives, including our environment. I hope it answers to some extent. Thank you so much, it does. Uh, Shabnam, you. can I just, yes, uh, sure. I, I, I would like to uh, just add something to that, um, Go ahead. Uh, to what Negin was saying. Um, something that I tell, uh, especially I work a lot with cancer patients. And one thing that I sort of emphasize is make the changes that you can do when you're healthy in the sense, especially to the caregivers, because generally it's the caregivers that have the conversation with me. Make the changes you can before you get sick. So when you do get sick, you're gonna be the healthiest version of yourself. Uh, it's much easier to do those small, to take those small steps. So when you're feeling overwhelmed, you might be feeling overwhelmed about a number of things. Those are things that are most likely out of your control. So what are the things that are in your control right now that you could modify? Um, I use this very simple example of, you know, we take two minutes to brush our teeth every day because we've just, it's just been programmed in us that, you know, 30 seconds top in the back and whatnot. Now, supposing doctors came out and said that you need to spend three, dentists say you need to spend three minutes brushing your teeth every day. The, mo the majority of us will actually make that change and we'll find that one minute of extra time during the day to make that change. So think about it in those terms that if it's feeling overwhelming, add that extra minute. A minute is just, you know, it's the tipping point, but it's the start of something new. It's the start of a new change, a new habit. And so um, I think it, it, it really helps uh, when you're feeling overwhelmed to just start small um, and then you'll start seeing those differences. So I just wanted to add that in. Thank you, Amit, very well said. And we have time for one more question. This is the last question. Um, how can I be patient and a light to others who haven't yet opened their eyes and hearts to the destruction uh, that we as humans are causing uh, the planet Earth? I often feel resentful and frustrated, and I know that is not going to work. What is your advice for me? I would like to say something about this question. Please go ahead, Nagar. I think we should remember the power of one. So it doesn't matter if everybody else is doing something else, but the moment we realize we can do something, we should. 
and the power of one is this that even though you are just one person you will be an example that people other people around you learn from you and see somebody is doing different so don't lose your hope just keep doing it thank you so much nagar Sure, go ahead, Ryan. Just um, in terms of uh, seeing everything as connected and, uh, you know, part of a whole, when we see diversity, um, it's, you know, we, we can appreciate diversity in other people, whether it's their, their looks or their thoughts or their opinions, um, and just learn to appreciate what, what that brings to us. You know, sometimes it's, uh, we learn um, tolerance through intolerant people or intolerance, you know, um, or, or we learn patience when, uh, you know, someone else is impatient. Uh, so it's, it's things like that that, uh, that can help. Thank you so much, Ryan. Thank you, everyone. Uh, we we received some also questions about uh, the resources uh, on how you can get connected uh, to each of these um, organizations and the uh, inspiring panelists uh, that we had here today. Um, these are the links to the websites for livefortodayamit.com, newearthestate.com, heartfulness.org, heartfulness.org forward slash yoga for unity. And also uh, for Kana, where uh, we demonstrated the video and Ryan was speaking to that, kana.sahajmark.org forward slash green dash Kana slash, and also beinfinite.com. You can take a snapshot or you can feel free to write these websites down. I just wanted to thank all of our participants and the, their engagement uh, and participation, as well as all our pa uh, panelists for joining us today. Um, one thing is that remember that we are all connected. Uh, stay healthy and happy. And also we are planning to have monthly panel discussions on various topics. So stay tuned for future um, programs. And goodbye, everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Chapna. Thank, Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank Bye. You, Stay safe. Everyone. Okay, I stopped the live stream. Good. <laughs>